Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. We're talking today about the trend in information security laws. We're talking with Randy Subat of Sun and Shine, Nath and Rosenthal, legal firm in Washington, D.C. Randy, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Why don't you just give us some context here on your firm and the type of work that you do in your own background? Okay. Well, I guess uh, to start out, uh, to give it context, I actually started my career on the technical side. I was a crypto engineer at NSA, so I come at this whole area with a, uh, a crypto foundation, if you will, down at the very detailed sort of bits and bytes level. Um, and then over the years, I transitioned, uh, became a lawyer. Actually, I kid people. I say I went from one dark side working at NSA and went to a darker side and became an attorney years later. Um, but it's actually been a, an interesting path in the sense that, um, you know, what technologists do and how technology progresses, uh, it occurs much faster than the law. And so in my legal practice, what I've done is developed a, a practice around information security, information assurance, um, looking at it because of what I did at NSA, being on the, the defensive side, uh, you know, protecting things, that's how I approach my clients, uh, how to best protect what they do. Um, here at Sun and Shine, we have an internet communications and data protection practice. I focus on the, the data protection side. Um, I also do some patent work and some licensing with the, the ultimate goal of, of protecting, you know, my clients' assets. Uh, and then in those unfortunate situations where they have had something bad happen, sort of working through and counseling them on how to handle those types of incidences, handle those types of incidents, and, you know, move on from them. Now, Randy, I know you've got some interesting insights in some of the trends you're seeing in the states. Why don't you talk about some examples of the information security laws that you see being enacted? Okay. Well, I think from a trend perspective, um, you know, certainly everyone points back to uh, California, uh, you know, passing the first Data Breach Notification Act, and that sort of set the stage. I think the first interesting thing to note is that most of the activity, most if not all of the activity in this area is at the state level. We've had very little focus at the federal level, at least up until this point, on um, you know the types of privacy issues and data security issues that the states are dealing with in their legislatures. So with California passing SB 1386 and then AB 1950, where you know you first focus on the data breach side, something bad has happened, now what do you do as a result? Um, California, again, sort of leading the way, saw the the need to focus on the other side of that line. In other words, what do we do before a data breach happens, well, you, you must have in place reasonable security measures. That's the, the AB 1950 law in California. We've now got over 40 states that have these types of laws. Um, so that's that's kind of the, you know, go back a couple years, that's where we were. What we're starting to see now from a trend perspective is, is much more granularity. Um, you have, you know, a law in Nevada that requires, affirmatively requires encryption of uh, of consumer data. You have, um, you know, Minnesota law that is incorporating at least portions of uh, PCI, uh, the, the Payment Card Industry Data Security Standard, uh, which applies to 
companies and uh, financial institutions that deal with credit card numbers, now you have states adopting portions of that data security standard into their laws. Um, you also have uh, states that are passing data breach, what are, what are characterized as data breach notification laws, but they're really sort of an overarching privacy and security uh, regime, if you will, that, that encompass data breach notification, reasonable security measures, um, in addition to, uh, you know, the, the normal data breach notification, you also have to notify the um, attorneys general in, in Massachusetts, Massachusetts being the one that a lot of folks are focusing on right now because it is, again, overarching. There are, there are aspects of it that are different from many of the other states. Um, you also have in Massachusetts uh, for a further requirement for encryption of, of personal information. Um, and you, you actually have, not only do you have the law, but you have the regulations that are coming out of Massachusetts, again, that are even more uh, detailed in terms of requiring encryption and those sorts of things. So I, I think, you know, to sum it up, what we're seeing from a trend perspective is, um, first of all, you know, activity by the states, we know that, but you're, you're seeing uh, not only greater activity, but also more granularity, more focus on specific technical things. Now, Randy, what are some of the ramifications for organizations that are doing business in all these different states? Well, I think from a, from a business perspective, um, it, 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 first of all, it, it's complicated because, uh, you know, in, in my business, if you have a, a patchwork of state laws, um, it actually, you know, makes my job uh, very time-consuming because you can't just look at a single law. You have to look at, you know, over 40 of these state laws to figure out, okay, w which ones apply, how do they apply, what are the differences um, for a given uh, data breach or potential data breach, do I get different answers under the different states? Um, so I think from a, again, going back to how I introduced myself, what I, you know, think would be better for clients would be to focus on the business. In other words, look at what sensitive information they have, um, figure out what the best way to protect that information is in their particular situation, in their particular business vertical. I mean, for the, for the, uh, for the security technical gurus who may be listening to this, this is sort of your traditional threat and risk analysis. You know, look at, look at the data that your, your company deals with, figure out what the threats are to that data, and figure out how to best respond to that. I have a, I, I do a fair amount of public speaking, and one of the things that I always talk about in, in these types of discussions is around the nature of um, compliance does not equal security and security does not equal compliance. It's something that, it's my own terminology, I call it pragmatic security. If you focus solely on the regulations and solely on the um, industry-driven efforts like PCI, you may miss something that you should be doing in order to be secure, for example. On the flip side, if all you focus on are the security aspects of, of your business and, and just purely on securing your data, you may actually miss something that, you know, from a compliance perspective you should be doing but you're not doing. So from a philosophical perspective, it's sort of what's the right balance that you need to strike to get to pragmatic security? You know, you need to balance the, 
the compliance drivers that you have. Look at the laws that apply to you. Figure out what they mean and what they say. Um, but also look at it from a security and from a technical perspective. Now, you talked about the state legislation and mentioned that the federal government had more or less stayed away from this topic, at least under the previous administration. We've got a new administration in town now. What's your sense of how the Obama administration is going to approach information security and, and data privacy? Well, I think the the administration, um, first of all, we've seen definite positive activity in this area. Uh, right now, Melissa Hathaway is doing a 60-day review uh, of the the landscape, if you will, of of information security uh, across the government, across all the agencies, um, figuring out, you know, uh, all kinds of of different issues. And I, I really think at this point, it's it's an issue spotting exercise. Um, I, I actually sat on the commission uh, on cybersecurity for the 44th presidency that was run by CSIS. And in the process of coming up with our recommendations, uh, we sort of looked at a very high level at information security and the the current sort of uh, approach to things and gave a, a number of different recommendations, you know, some at a pretty high level, uh, you know, this, this whole cyber area should have leadership out of the White House, um, looking at norms and authorities, looking at, a, again, a number of different areas. Um, I do think that because of the attention that is getting paid to this issue in the current administration um, and the recognition that to some extent there's been market failure, um, you know, going back several years, there were industry efforts that were, you know, sort of undertaken that really didn't get too far. Um, I think the, you know, the the one that we've uh, the one that we just talked about a couple minutes ago, PCI, has really been the only industry-driven effort that has uh, taken root or gotten any traction. The problem with it, you know, going back to my does does compliance equal security issue, is that even with PCI, we've had data breaches and, and some pretty bad ones at that. So you've got companies that are PCI compliant that. Uh, still encounter a data breach. And with that kind of, you know, with that set of dynamics where you have the states with a patchwork of, of laws that, you know, not all of which are consistent, you have market failure in the area of PCI or at least perceived market failure. And I, I shouldn't single out PCI. I would say uh, there's a perception of market failure generally because, you know, even after all these years, we we have not gotten to a point where there's an increased level of security. Um, I think, given all of those uh, all of those different components, you have uh, a natural sort of expectation that the federal government is going to step in. And, and we certainly know that there are a number of bills on the Hill right now, some of which have been pending for a while, some of which are fairly new, that you know, in some way, shape, or form focus on information security. Some of them are pretty narrow, focusing just on social security numbers. Others are broader and, uh, you know, are more like the uh, the laws that we discussed earlier at the state level. So starting with the Hathaway report, which I understand is coming probably within the month, what sorts of trends do you foresee in information security, le security legislation, say, through the rest of 2009? I think the the... 
the expectation is that we will get a federal data breach law, um, so something at the federal level that focuses on how to handle a data breach, what information has to be provided in that type of scenario, provided both to the data subject, in other words, the person whose information has been breached, but also to the authorities. Um, I think the other the other piece of it that you're going to see, uh, at least to some extent, and I don't you know I don't know if this will come out of the legislation or just come out of the uh, sort of the follow-on activity, um, and and perhaps we'll see it not at the federal level, but again at the state level because we have seen bills to this effect and and some laws that that have been passed that get to this where the liability allocation. Um, the, the calculus changes in a way that um, focuses more on the entity that was responsible for the data breach um, as opposed to, you know, in the past it was always the banks that were sort of left or the financial institutions that were left holding the bag and the entity that suffered the breach, um, not that they got off scot-free, but they, they really didn't bear the the major cost of, you know, for example, replacing the cards and, and doing all the follow-up work and that sort of thing. So um, I, I think the, the trend will be, uh, there will be a couple of different trends. Again, at the legislative level, we probably will see something uh, uh, at, at the federal level out of Congress. Um, I think it will, at a minimum, be data breach notification. It may go beyond that, you know, focusing a little bit more on the proactive. Um, but I think as a result, you will see more activity at the business level where security is no longer just viewed as doing the minimal amount possible, it will be viewed in a uh, a broader context as as you know doing good business. Um, part of the problem with security, obviously, is that there isn't a return on investment. But I think that's a you know a somewhat um, uh, that that's a view that a lot of folks are looking at now is not necessarily correct. In other words, if you do uh, employ good information security uh, principles, it, it is beneficial to your business for, for any number of reasons. Very good. Randy, I appreciate your time and your insights today. Thank you very much. We've been talking with Randy Subet with Sun and Shine, Nath and Rosenthal. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.